another episode of Ballers, Beers, and Banter. I'm your host, Dave. Here with me, couple of champions, Anthony and Moose. Hello! What's up? You see, that's how I love to start the, the podcast. Yeah, I mean. well, uh, you, you know, I listened to the last episode, guys, and yeah. uh, had, a, had, a, had a chuckle that you called it the... <laughs> episode of champions i thought it was a great start i thought it was a great start to the episode because uh, yeah you guys are two uh, champions that's for sure anthony and i um, were feeling less than champions during that podcast why why is that oh well the night before was our our draft party yeah no yeah. i know and yeah. uh so so if the listeners don't know i'm back so normally i'm on the west coast i'm back east uh if you hear weird sounds uh i'm not in my usual set up you know there's dishwashers fridges grandfather clocks so i apologize i'm at uh my pops's place but um the podcast stops for no one but what i've learned since coming back uh, home is that um moose is a fantastic and terrible influence on me because both times that we've had get togethers <laughs> at moose's house have been we'll just say late nights we'll call it late nights that's for sure yeah you guys are Mata. you guys are crazy. Hey. If there's ballers, beers, and banter, it was mainly beers uh, hey. on those nights that were consumed. It was a little bit of banter, but when your friend crosses the country, bit. you drink beers with him. On it, upon his return, return of the prodigal baller. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. So we had some good times, and there's more good times to come. But we got to get into into fantasy football today. So, but thank you guys for holding down the fort last episode. Good job. Talked about QBs, tight ends. I got a couple notes from last episode. So the first of all, <laughs> here we picking, go. Picking <laughs> picking top no 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 nothing against you guys, but oh, picking okay. top twelve tight ends, it, it, that's really shooting darts at a board. Like let's be honest. Like we know the first five. I don't think. Hold I don't up. think. I don't think that's the. <laughs> I don't think that's Wait, that, the. the that's line. not even probably even close to the expression. <laughs> what is it? What's the expression? Well, what does that? What does that even mean? Shooting darts at a board. It's shooting darts. It's something like it's shooting fish in a barrel. That's a shooting no, expression. Shooting fish in a barrel is easy. I think yeah. picking top the top twelve tight ends is very difficult. Like it's a it's a like all of fantasy <laughs> football is a bit of a up. guessing game. That is the most of guessing game. But shooting darts at a board isn't terribly hard. I mean, getting the bullseye is hard. I've played with you. It seems pretty hard, Miss. <laughs> <laughs> Just kidding. Okay, what's the expression then? Dart throw. You like Moose, you always talk about late round picks in fantasy as dart yeah. throws. Yeah. So picking top 12 tight ends, they're all dart throws, essentially. Yes. So, you know, you guys, you guys had great back and forth on it and included my picks and whatever. Like we could get after the top five or six, they could all be different. They could all be wrong. It could be Noah Fant. It could be Cole Komet. Million things. But my Tunyon take, I just want to back it up. I might be too aggressive with, with bumping Tunyon out of the top 12, but this is why I did it. I just wanted to bring this up. He had 11 tutties last year. Huge, yeah. huge tutty. He tied Kelsey. They were the two tight ends with the most tutties. And Rodgers threw for 48 passing touchdowns last year. Those numbers are, are, are going to come down, okay? It just, that's the way it is. It's going to regress to the mean. So if you remove, let's say he gets similar yardage and receptions, but more like six tutties, which is the, more the norm for, for tight ends, he'd be at like 120 points instead of 150 which would put him right on the borderline of uh, top 12. He, he might still get there. And you know what? He could repeat and get 10 touchdowns because, you know, but I think about Randall Cobb being there and Amari Rogers and AJ Dillon having goal line roles. I feel like there could be fewer Cobb touchdowns. But, but, after, but, after, but after the top five, you, you want to take the Tunyon upside. Sure, sure. Uh, he's because, not a bad because, take. He's not because, a bad pick. The upside is he gets 11 touchdowns again. 
Yeah, that is the upside. So you're, you're right. You're right in that case. Because um, every other every other tight end, if we're regressing back to the mean, their mean is way worse. No, regressing back to the mean means if they had few, so let's say six touchdowns is the mean. If they had fewer, they could go up to six. Okay, but so. everybody else is way worse than Tunyon. Yeah. So if they if they regress, they're going to regress. Maybe worse. not. I could see Cole Komet getting nine or ten touchdowns. Um, and I want to point out that last year the eighth best tight end to the eighteenth best tight end were separated by nineteen points, which is three tutties or this, a couple more, a couple more good games. So picking the top twelve is no picnic because <laughs> nineteen points from eight to eighteen, like it's crazy. Yeah, that's crazy. That's a game. Anyway, I would say by the Tunyon upside. Yeah. Okay. Anyways, just wanted to address that. You guys nailed the QBs. Um, it was good. Good chat. I didn't get any high Daves though. Whenever my name was brought up, but that's okay. I mean, I'm okay with it. I mean, I said Anthony every single time that your name was brought up when you're on vacation, but that's okay. I get it. Um, all right. Uh, we did. By the way, if you're not already listening to us on halftime sports, you're way behind. You're way way behind. So I mean, we're nice. So we'll go over some of the stuff we talked about live on air on the app yesterday but you're going to want to get to us on halftime sports so it's i I think i have to back up i'm gonna have to back up a little bit for this one just to give a shout out to bk boy (laughs) if he's if he's listening if he's listening we had a great chat with him last night he was great uh, it's too too bad yeah it's too bad he came in towards the end because he was fantastic um loved loved his contribution so we'll we'll get him on again for sure maybe we'll get him on the podcast again uh, you know in the future who knows but if you're not already joining us on halftime sports download the app it's called halftime sports find it in the app store and what's so cool about is you can you can talk to us live either in the chat or actually speak to us you can come on stage and speak to us and Ooh, it's super fun. link and link in the description link in the description do it anthony do the thing on the youtube now you got to follow us on youtube to see the pointing um so it's every wednesday night at 9 30 p.m eastern 6 30 pacific um for the time being uh and it was super fun that being said i forgot to mention yesterday i won't be there next wednesday uh because it's one of my vacation days like i'm working on vacation with you guys because this is fun it's fun but i got a special thing next Wednesday. So I won't be on the halftime sports. So it's you two, maybe BK, maybe BK could be on the whole time. Maybe BK boy. If you're hearing it, come on. They need, they're going to need help. Maybe our, maybe our guy Seeger. We'll see. All right. So that's it. And then there are some other podcasts I'll miss, but not many. There's one, one or two more that I might miss. Next well, if we, if we want to replace you, like apparently our buddy Seeger really agrees with your takes, which I think is the wrong route to go. So, I mean, if we want to get another Dave on the podcast, it would oh. be. And isn't he also a champion? Oh, yeah, he is oh, a champion. Yeah. So, uh, well, okay, yeah. So you want full redraft <laughs> champions, but we don't count dynasty champions, I guess. Well, I have one of those. So I know. I mean, I know. I know. Um, anyways, let's let's get into some headlines here. We've bantered enough. We got a lot to cover today. The main topics we're gonna get into today, because it is prime time draft season right now. Uh, we know that most people, most leagues, if you're smart, are drafting somewhere between now and and the Labor Day weekend. Um, you know, we always suggest draft as close to the season start of the season as possible. What so are you gonna, uh, What are you saying about people who've already drafted? Um, nothing wrong with that. Um, you know, listen to our takes for waiver wire and for trades and for and for getting prepped for the start of the season. But you know, it, a lot a lot changes during training camps. So, um, like, what's a good example? If you drafted, who got hurt? Who who had a major injury? Who got no Anybody one yet. retire. There's Nobody been retired no major yet. Injuries Nobody yet. retired or anything yet. But things have changed since 
excuse me, if you drafted like, oh, Cam Akers, if you drafted all right two yeah, months ago, or you drafted Cam Akers. Yeah. Okay. Anyways, so the main brust of uh, today is lessons learned from last season, as well as uh, some some draft tips or reminders for for draft season, and then we're going to be getting into rankings next week so uh next episode we'll start with our rankings probably running backs and um and that'll be really important and mainly focusing on the 13 to 24 range for running back and wide receivers because that's that's where you get your money the 1 to 12 is pretty much consensus across the fantasy football community so we'll get into that in the other uh, episodes coming up sound good guys sounds great awesome all right well let's get into some headlines first one uh, we talked about it yesterday. We talked about a lot of these yesterday on the Halftime Sports app live, but uh, Tim Tebow looks like he's not going to be the tight end that many hoped for this year in real or fantasy football. <laughs> he was like the first guy cut in the entire NFL. He gone. Is this uh, bring legitimacy to Jacksonville? Like, what are your thoughts on the Tim Tebow cut? Well, whatever. Whatever? Yeah. <laughs> I, th- I think when, when, <laughs> when, he, when he got picked up by them, we were all like, he he's not going to be there to enter s- entertainment value. Yeah, or maybe maybe there was an agreement with him and the coach that was, um, that hey buddy, we need another tight end for camp, or if you want to get in some reps just for fun, maybe they didn't express that to the public. But yeah, I think I, uh, I think we all knew he was going to Tim T bow out. Uh, 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 thought about that one since yesterday. Clearly, I think Tim Tebow. I, know, I, should... I actually, I just came up with it on the spot because I didn't want to repeat the same joke as yesterday. Oh, good Ooh. on you. Um, I think Tim Tebow should first of all should come on the podcast. Um, our podcast, Tim, if you're listening, um, you're welcome to come on or halftime sports. But I think he should go play in the CFL. I think he could be a, a great starting quarterback in the Canadian Football League. We're Canadian. We don't follow the CFL as much because NFL is more fun in in our opinion. Um, but I think he should, you know, go play for the BC Lions, the Montreal Alouettes. He'd probably tear it up. And then who knows? And then maybe work his way back into the NFL. A la Doug Flutie or Warren Moon. Just saying. That's my idea. So speaking of QBs, um, let's have a little check-in on where we're at on some of these QB competitions in training camp. Now that we've seen an episode of Hard Knocks, we've seen, not that that's QB competition, um, but we've seen some preseason action. Um I'll we'll go run through these and you tell me who you think is is leaning towards starting week one. Let's start with Anthony's Chicago Bears. Justin Fields, Andy Dalton. Has anything changed for you guys? Well, I think Andy Dalton's still starting. Yeah, unfortunately. The red rifle. I Anthony, I think you can I think everyone's uh underestimating. And I mean I'll I'll No, we're estimating. No, I'll Andy eat Dalton. it. I'll we're eat not, it. We're not underestimating. We're estimating Andy Dalton. I'll uh, I'll eat it if he's terrible. Look. But I, I think Andy Dalton He's going to have, I think he's going to surprise people. Uh, well, I hope so. Like you mentioned yesterday that um, he's definitely better than the QBs we've had in recent years. Um, Marginally. Yeah. But I still, I know it was only two or three drives that he had in the first preseason game. Didn't really move the offense. And I mean, you can't read too much into it. It's the first preseason game. Yeah, and I preseason. mean, Fields took a little bit. I think it was like, the third or his fourth drive before he really got going. So it could just be, you know, preseason and like just getting back in the swing of things. I'm interested to see him start the next game, see how it goes. Uh, they're playing Buffalo on Saturday, I believe. Um, so how is Chicago's offensive line? Um, well, uh, interesting yeah. news, actually. They just lost 
their left tackle, their rookie second round left tackle, who is supposed to be a beast. So that's, that hurts. That hurts. I don't know how long he's out for, but yeah, that. Oh, season ending, isn't it? I thought it was season ending. It sounded like season ending ending injury to me. Check your Instagram. I sent you the post. Um, Moose, Andy Dalton. So their old line's okay, but Andy Dalton, like, so just off the top of your head, how many times do you think Andy Dalton's finished in the top 12 in fantasy football? Yeah, but, I, but I don't care about that. What, what, I, what, what do you I care ke- about? Well, what I care about is last season with a busted offensive line, uh, Amari Cooper not at 100% health, a rookie, and Michael Gallup, he still did all right. So if Chicago can wow. put up a half... glowing praise. <laughs> yeah, but if Chicago can put up a half-decent offensive line, he's got Komet, he's got Robinson, he's got Darnell Mooney, he's got David the Montgomery. Offensive weapon, the offensive weapons in, in Chicago are worse than Dallas. We can agree with that. Yeah, but Cooper, they were all banged, Cooper, they were all banged Lamb, up last season. They were all banged up last uh, everyone's season. Everyone's banged up in the NFL, buddy. Cooper, Lamb, Gallup, Dalton Schultz, Ezekiel Elliott. Come on. Now he's working with Allen Robinson. Great. Elite. Yeah. David Montgomery. Not Ezekiel Elliott, but pretty good. Cole Komet, the second-year player, second-year tight end, and, and Darnell Mooney, who catches everything, but you know he's still a second-year guy. Yeah, I, I just think I think, I think yeah, I think Dalton's going to surprise people. But you, but you're saying uh, no one's drafting Andy Dalton for fantasy. You're saying he'll no. be good enough to support Allen Robinson and Darnell Mooney. Probably for real football, he'll be good. Yeah, well, and I, that's what yeah. we're talking about, right? We're talking about real football. We're not talking yeah. about fantasy. Well, now if we if we bring in let's, for fantasy let's purposes, let's bridge it to fantasy with, with, with the, the receivers. I think the like Allen Robinson and David Montgomery have been really good. Even look at Jimmy Graham last year in the tight end position for for, for the Bears. He made it into he was eleven. Uh, he finished eleventh out of the top twelve. Like uh, looking at the top twelve, so he was a higher end tight end, I guess. So I mean, these guys can live. Yeah. But with it, an okay quarterback in and terms still of, be productive yes, for fantasy. Agreed, agreed. But in terms of fantasy, I don't expect Dan Dalton to be much better supporting his fantasy options than Mitch Trubisky. I think he'll be about the same. Supporting his fantasy options. He'll be better for real NFL because yeah, he'll make fewer mistakes. Yeah, in, make, terms of, in terms of fantasy, uh, you, you yeah. don't want Eddie Dalton. No, but he, he's a better passer I'm, than Mitch Trubisky. Trubisky, what was good about him was moving the offense with his legs. He can run sometimes, but... Mitch Trubisky is not a better passer than Andy Dalton. Like Mitch Trubisky is what going into his fourth season, already a backup. Andy Dalton was a starter for years and he's made his way back as a starter on a roster where he was a backup last year in Dallas and the bears for some reason, without hesitation, were like, he's our starter this year, regardless of what happens in the draft. So, I mean, we'll see. We'll see how he does. But I, I think Justin Fields to me, the exciting thing is if, if, Justin Fields does come in. I think that that offense for fantasy yeah. is way better instantly. And like they might be worse for real football at certain points with Justin Fields. That's fine. But we don't care about that, except Anthony, because he's a Bears fan. We care <laughs> about fantasy. And I think you'd see, because of the threat of him running as well, whew, uh, you'd see things open up for those and options. The, and uh, for Tevin Jenkins, they're hoping to get him back for November, which is okay. That's hoping. So it could be season ending. Well, the season stretches all the way to January this year. Don't forget, 17 games. Mm-hmm. Mac Jones, Cam Newton. We were just watching the first half of a little bit of Philadelphia Eagles versus uh, New England Patriots. Mac Jones, I, I, I laughed. I made a comment to Moose that uh, it looked like Mac Jones. I don't want to laugh. He wasn't seriously injured, but it looked like he hurt himself sliding. And I said, you know, Mac Jones, good quarterback, terrible athlete. 
That's how I would describe Mac Jones. So Mac Jones versus Cam Newton. And then Cam Newton, great athlete, terrible quarterback. So um, pick your poison, guys. What do you think is going to – who thinks is going to start? It'll probably be Cam. But yeah. honestly, Mac Jones is is probably the better option. Yeah. And the better option for fantasy. I think we'd see some fantasy-relevant receivers with oh, Mac Jones. God, God no. I, I wouldn't suggest drafting Mac Jones. No, I'm saying for the receivers. Oh, yes. Like you might see, like, let's say there's one tight end. We talked about tight ends yesterday and Jono Smith. If Hunter Henry's out, you might see Jono Smith be a top tight end with someone who could throw him the ball. You might see, with more red zone opportunities, you might see Damian Harris or Raham Andre Stevenson yeah. have use. Yeah, for the receiving core, it's definitely better to have Mac Jones in there. Jacoby Myers. Sleeper? Jacoby Myers? Is he a sleeper? Well, I think Jacoby Myers with Cam Newton has more value because they built the rapport last season. He was pretty much the only guy catching the ball on the team. I would say that uh, maybe a guy like Kendrick Bourne might be a better option when Mac Jones comes in. But I think Cam Newton, you know, he he stepped his second preseason game up compared to the first. He looked a lot better. So I think if he continues looking decent like this, he will definitely start kind of like the Dalton situation. I think it's identical to the Bears. Those guys are going to start. They're going to be out of there within by like week five or six, depending (laughs) on how many games they've won. And um, yeah, I just I like, you know, well, Bilicek's impossible to read. Did you say Bilicek? Did you just combine his first and last name in a stroke of Bill Belichick? Belichick? Belichick. But I like Bilicek. Bilicek? Yeah. Let's start calling him that. Bilicek. Bilicek. Combine Um, the names. Yeah, he loves Cam Newton, or at least that's the that's the uh, you know guys that he's presenting to the media. So I I don't know. I think they'll they'll roll with Cam, and you know mentor Mac Jones for a season. All right. Yeah. Let's uh, switch coasts from northeast to southwest. San Francisco. Jimmy G. Trey Lance. Trey Lance. Out, out of all the rookie QBs, and I didn't get to see the game. But apparently he looked the least ready amongst all these rookie QBs, Fields, Mac Jones, um, uh, Trey Lance, who else? Zach Wilson. So what do we think about uh, Jimmy G, Trey Lance? It's going to be the Jimmy G show until he gets hurt? I think, yeah, it's it's, exactly. It's Jimmy G until there's a reason to put another quarterback in. Yeah. Trey Lance, like, I mean, he looked the least ready, but he still looked pretty good. But this is what I said about him when we were talking, when we were doing our rookie episodes. I think Trey Lance, it was great for San Francisco to draft him because their quarterbacks have been very injury prone. So to have a guy going forward, because I don't think they see Jimmy G being there uh, for the next five years or whatever. So there's rumors that he could get, he could be the next Houston Texans quarterback today. Wow. Right. So, I mean, it was a great draft pick by them. I think Trey Lance could find himself as a starter at some point in the season if there is an injury, and I think they'll be fine. So I'm not worried about him playing poorly. He's super talented. He looked good. So, yeah. All right. But I think he'll be the last one to get in there. Okay. Moose, agreed? Oh, yeah, 100%. Okay. Um, I got two more. I got one more really for you. So let's start with this one. This should be easy. Trevor Lawrence, Gardner Minshew, Roman numeral two. Trevor Lawrence. They're calling it a QB competition, but it's gonna be Trevor Lawrence, right? Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Um, Drew Locke, Teddy Bridgewater. Drew Locke apparently, uh, if you look at his QB rating from the first game, was phenomenal. He had that bomb 
uh, of a pass. Who is it? Who is it to? I don't remember. KJ Hamler. KJ Hamler. KJ yeah. Hamler. Who Javonta also Williams. Super yeah. fast. So KJ he's Hamler. a sleeper. I would think yeah. a sleeper wide receiver. Add him to your list. KJ Hamler on a team that's got Cortland Sutton. You got Jerry Judy. Got Noah Fant. KJ Hamler. He could end up being the guy there. I, I don't know. But so we think Drew Locke or Teddy B starting. Teddy two gloves. Sorry, Teddy two gloves. Um, I think this this game of him looking great is normal with him. He has these games where he looks super good, and then the next That's game true. he's atrocious. Yep. I think Teddy Teddy two gloves is the more stable, consistent quarterback. But exactly. I think they'll start with Drew Locke. I hope they don't, but um, I think Drew Locke might be the starter if he continues to play decent enough like this. Like if they throw him in for a quarter in the preseason and then he looks good in his quarter, then yeah. he's fine. He he'll 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 start and as long as he's Drew Locke and loaded, and as soon as he becomes Drew Locke stock and two smoking interceptions, he's out. Teddy Bridgewater. I, I, I think Teddy Bridgewater. Uh, Teddy Two Gloves needs to make some big plays in the preseason, like deep balls and stuff like that, to really give him a boost compared to drew yeah, what if he switched to one glove teddy one glove automatic starter week one or cut no. like what do you think both quarterbacks should be undrafted and kept on your waiver wire yeah until no, i didn't mean for i meant for the real team but so listen i just want somebody who's completing passes i i, I want drew lock for fantasy i'm biased i have my dynasty but i'm saying for those receivers Okay, I want your not Locke. for redraft. Let's make this clear. You do not want him for redraft. No, Moose, you keep confusing. Every time I'm talking about these quarterbacks, I'm talking about four of the fantasy options on their team. Okay. So, no, I okay. don't want to draft Drew Locke or Teddy Bridgewater in any fantasy league. Because, well, you, you literally said, I want Drew Locke for fantasy. For fantasy so purposes. I, yeah, yeah. So, I just wanted to clear that up that not Great. to have as your quarterback. Great. I, so, I'll be clear. I want Drew Locke to be the starter in Denver for. Jerry Judy, Cortland Sutton, KJ Hamler, no offense. Because I think, yeah, sure, he'll throw a couple more interceptions, but he he's going to throw bombs to these guys, and they're, they're going to be more relevant in fantasy. That's what I'm saying. But did Teddy Two Gloves not throw bombs to Robbie no, Anderson and DJ Moore? No, it was short routes. He All of them were bombs. short routes. All of them were short routes to those two receivers. The entire <laughs> I, I would say yes. <laughs> like, honestly, I, I'm sure there were some long ones, but he was not good throwing deep balls last year. He, shaky. He threw shaky passes. He was very reliable, though. Um, like a lot of those Robbie Anderson, like Robbie Anderson was the deep guy. And then when he got to Carolina with Teddy B, he was like a crossing route over the middle kind of guy. And he was, he was yards after the catch. So was TJ, DJ Moore, DJ Moore would catch, he would catch like two yard passes and then run for 60 yards and like once a game. And it was like, thank God. Cause otherwise he would have had zero fantasy points anyways. All right. That's QBs. That was fun. All right. Other headlines. We'll roll through them quick. Uh, Antonio Gibson, according to Kyle Allen, who's the second or third or fourth string quarterback on Washington, um, is being used in the CMC role. We talked about it in length yesterday on the Halftime Sports app. Come join us. Um, Moose, you were of the opinion that they shouldn't overuse him because you don't want to get him hurt like CMC. I mean, yeah. I think when you have have someone as talented as Christian McCaffrey or as, you know, like Antonio Gibson, and this is for football purposes outside of fantasy. I think you're better off going with a committee approach instead of just running the guy into the ground. And yeah, it, you, it should really, run him, you should run him into the end zone, right? Not into the ground. Yeah. And it, it feels like this is just coach speak because they, they've obviously tried to shore up their wide receiver and passing game. Why would they suddenly come out and say, no, 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 no. 
we're going we're going ground heavy here. So do we have to come up with a new category instead of coach speak? We can call it third string QB speak. Or sorry, second backup QB speak. Uh, yes. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Sorry, because you think I was back. Okay. Yeah. Um, we'll get back to Washington football team in a bit. Um, other news: Carryon Johnson was waived. There's one less running back in Philadelphia, but disagree. Correct me if I'm wrong. None of us are excited about the Philadelphia running backs. No, no, absolutely and not. I, and then maybe I would say for the two of you, anyone on Philadelphia, you're not excited about. Well, I mean, up until the first half, the the Philly running game was looked pretty dismal. In fact, Jordan Howard, Howard. looked like <laughs> he looked he looked like the best running back out there. That's not good. Not good. No, okay. it's not. Um, Traquan Smith and Darren Waller back at practice, so we can re-up our, our takes on them. Darren Waller safe at wherever you were considering drafting him. Traquan Smith as a late round pick did you up. See, did you see that pass that Darren Waller caught today? Oh, yeah, it was so in tra- The training camp in the yeah. – who were they against? It's Raiders versus uh, – I don't remember. It was a decent. Was it the Rams? I don't know. I was just. I was. No, so, that was last year. I was so blown away that I I didn't even see who was playing. Yeah, because he he looked. He's just so good. He's so big, so athletic, so fast. His ankle and his ankle does not look injured. No, <laughs> that's, that's for sure. He's fine. And if you're in full PPR leagues or tight end premium leagues, which is becoming more increasingly popular, where tight ends get one and a half or two points per reception. Darren Waller is gonna is gonna have like hundred receptions. Like he is a monster. And I know Moose, you're big on Brian Edwards. Henry Ruggs, Roman number three, could emerge as an option. But he Darren Waller last year was the only receiving option. And I, I do think Brian Edwards will have a, a greater role. He was injured last year, but Darren Waller is the go-to guy on the Raiders. So and he's like uncoverable. Um, speaking of tight ends, Mark Andrews, scary incident. Uh, can you guys fill me in on this scary incident uh, to I, it, practice? It, it wasn't as scary as it turned out to be. It was just, I think it was a classic case of, uh, Dave, you're going to like this one because I probably won't say it correctly. Yep. Uh, dehydration. I think you nailed it. Okay. Um, Why do you say so, that wrong normally? Yeah, normally know. he goes dehydration. He puts the emphasis on the Dre. <laughs> well, he... <laughs> uh, dehydration. De- <laughs> Or dehydration. I, I forget, but he would always mess up. I'm like, Moose, it's just dehydration. He'd be like, Dehi- dehydration. Dehi- dehydration. Dehydrated. <laughs> uh, because, well, an ambulance came down. They gave him an IV. So no injuries. Um, and he was just, he was having cramps. So he probably yeah. just was not hydrated enough. Um, and that's it. Okay. So he's fine. Um, Chase Claypool uh, also t- helped off the field the other day. Apparently, it's a minor ankle sprain. He should be okay. Um, he tweeted, all is fine. He did tweet, all is fine. But what did he TikTok? I'll wait. I'll wait to see him dancing oh, on gosh. TikTok before I'm okay with it. Goodness gracious. Guys, I'm a Pittsburgh Steelers fan, if you didn't know. I'm a Chase Claypool fan. But the TikTok, Chase, if you're listening, Canadian, BC boy. I don't know. Just ease off the TikTok. Maybe, you know, save the dance moves. I mean, unless you're practicing the dance moves on TikTok for your end zone dances and as long as it's not considered taunting then we're good but otherwise just concentrate on on taking my dynasty team to the championship <laughs> um jalen hurts moose you were excited to see jalen hurts who apparently had a yeah. fantastic week of camp against the patriots this week combo camp um but he had some sort of mysterious illness did not play tonight in the uh, the game mysterious yep. 
So yeah, this is non COVID, non COVID. This is what's mysterious because uh, what's his name? Uh, Garofolo. Mike Garofolo. Yeah, he uh, he just said uh, Jalen Hurts. I think it's Garofolo. No, it's Garofolo. Uh, Garofolo. Yeah, they were yeah. saying Garofalo. on the NFL Network. They say Garofolo. All right. Well, Anyways, the let me get let me get. It's pertinent to this. Uh, so he said uh, Jalen Hurts was out there pregame warmups, dancing and moving around as if nothing was wrong. Not on the sideline for the Eagles now, as they have ruled him out with a mysterious illness. Well, okay. Well, one thing I will say is that the again the new trend in the NFL, uh, especially the longer season this year, as we predicted, um, the kind of sure starters are playing less in preseason, and all the like the new age coaches, the younger coaches, the Sean McVay's of the world, are they're not playing their starters at all. Like you won't see Aaron Donald play but, a snap uh, in the preseason. I don't remember any of these other teams being like. Oh, our quarterbacks have random illnesses. Okay. So what are you suggesting? You just say I'm not starting my quarterback. Okay. It's weird. Right, but Nick Sirianni, I mean, who knows what he's doing? He's You're playing right. rock, paper, scissors with people. So he who might knows? be like, oh, everyone wants to see Jalen Hurts. I'm worried about it. I'll just say he's a mysterious illness, you know? So I'm not too worried about it. Uh, to me, it indicates maybe that they're, they're resting him because he's the guy. It's definitely not Joe Flacco. Um, all right. Giovanni Bernard going to have a bigger role in the Tampa Bay Bucks or going to have a, a big role, Anthony, with yeah. the Bucks this year? I mean, you're not drafting any of these running backs on Tampa Bay. Uh, no. If anything, this <laughs> makes it worse, like the backfield worse to try and pick um, pick yes. a fantasy yes. relevant running back out of the, the, the group. So, But here's what I immediately thought. As soon as I saw that, I immediately thought Giovanni Bernard is going to be the James White of Tampa Bay. Yeah. That was my first reaction to the whole thing, which uh, could be good. It could be, it could be interesting, but could still be in full PPR leagues, but still sure. I am. There's no way I'm taking that chance. And, and you're right, yeah. Anthony, that because Leonard Fournette, um, you know, especially Leonard Fournette, even Rojo were used, like they were looking for a running back to catch passes out of the backfield, you know, and, it ended up being Fournette, but both of them were were pretty poor at, at pass catching. Yeah. So if Gio takes on that role, Giovanni Bernard, that is, then that does reduce the uh, fantasy relevance of, of Fournette and Rojo, especially right. in PPR leagues. So it, they're just tough backfield to predict, tough team to predict. Mike Evans, Chris Godwin, Antonio Brown, like they're going to be good. They're going to win games, but we don't know who's going to get them to win each week. That's going to be tough. Uh, and if you're Moose, Mike Evans will surely let you down first week of the playoffs. Uh, no, just in the playoffs at some point. In the playoffs at some point. Anthony. See, here's what I was hoping last podcast that you guys, you guys agreed too much. You agreed way too much. Like, I, I know you guys agree more and more on the podcast because we're getting like some sort of. Well, as champions, group, we group know what it takes. To- <laughs> I, think the, I think the expression is birds of a feather flock together. All right. Well, you, you don't have too many feathers there, Moose. But where he, he and I, I do disagree. have a lot of championships, though. Yes. Yeah. But I wanted you guys to go head to head, tete a tete. I wanted to see some fire from you guys. But, but, and but, I, but, apparently, Mike Evans is the only thing that gets you guys fired up. These days. Well, I mean, first of all, QBs and tight ends. It's not like you can't really disagree that much because if you that's true like to me the only controversial player was robert tunyon from you and you weren't even there and then i wasn't even there I wasn't even <laughs> yeah, there to back so it up. Yeah. so i mean i think there's in specific players that moose and i go head to head with that we ha- we disagree on highly like tyler lockett um mike evans but i mean 
I've never had Mike Evans on a team. So I'm high on Mike Evans. I didn't make a beer bet, which I should have last year because I would have won it most likely because every game that he played well, I was like, see, see. But this year, I don't I think this will be Mike Evans first year that he's not really within the top. I'm really high in Godwin. You guys probably will disagree because it's so crowded over there, even for receivers. No, I think Godwin Godwin's huge value for where he's being drafted. Yeah, where he's being drafted. I think he has potential to get back into the top five for wide receivers. Round three, round four uh let me just pull this check up it check it out check um, it out i think he's going round four i got yeah. chris i got chris godwin average wow. of like 40. apparently the eagles just got booed off the field Ooh. by their own fans i would imagine are they in philly i thought they were in new england well wherever they are they just got booed off the field okay all right well that's a great update thanks miss we'll find out why next episode well they're terrible I, yeah i think we know why <laughs> They're not good. Yeah, that, they're not good. But Jalen Hurt, I mean, the best player wasn't playing today. So um, Jordan Love, shoulder injury, but he's okay. Yeah, like he's going to miss the the second preseason game, but I think we knew that. Uh, they thought it was more serious yeah. when it happened, but uh, okay. it's However, not that However, they did sign another quarterback, if right. that, uh, if you want to look into that further. Well, they, because they probably need more people to play in, that, in the preseason games yeah. and have backups for that. That so. is true. But also, I mean, like, it's the Aaron Rodgers. It's Aaron Rodgers' last dance. So who cares about Jordan Love, right? When he's not seeing the field till next year. Right? But Jordan Love and Jordan Love didn't look that bad in his preseason game. So I mean, all the talk like, oh, he can't figure out the offense or get anything going. Like he didn't look that bad. All right. Well, Anthony, you Jordan love him too much. Okay. So just settle down. Um, all right. Wow. Before we get into lessons learned from last year, this is a surprise for Moose. So I'm excited to see the live reactions. Anthony's already been uh, exposed to these, but. Apparently, the Washington football team, someone has released the finalists for the potential new name for the Washington football team. And I want to get your live reactions on this recorded podcast for these potential team names. Because this was, if you recall, when we first started our podcast about a year and some time ago, this was one of the major themes. And we laughed at all these these names they're coming up with. We'll see if they've gotten any better. So... Tell me, I just want to hear your reactions to the following names. The Washington Armada. Okay. That's your reaction? Okay. Well, it's not that funny. Okay. It's, it's, ter- it's terrible. It's terrible. It's terrible. Yeah, it's okay, terrible. Thank you. Yeah. It's a ship. It's a uh, ship. It, oh, it's, okay. it's many ships. I, I, I thought you just swore. Yeah. <laughs> An Armada is like a big yeah. fleet of ships. Yeah. yeah. Or space. Or it, space it gets yeah. worse, Moose. Okay. The Washington Presidents. Yeah. Terrible. <laughs> Terrible. Terrible. As a football team name? Come on. The wa- Okay. This is maybe one of the good ones. The Washington Brigade. Eh. eh you know. It's the same as an armada, but with an army, with an army pretty much. Yeah. Instead of ships. You're right. Yeah. 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 Okay. At least it's on land. Yeah. The Washington <laughs> Red Hogs. Hot, like hogs? Like pigs? Yeah. Yeah. Red Hogs. Okay. That's not bad. That's a very sporting type name. Okay. That is the best one, I think. The Washington Commanders. No. I mean, have a ring to it. Yeah, it's not. What is it? A 1990s computer game? Like, it's serious. <laughs> the Washington Red Wolves. Well, I like that. You like that? <laughs> that's Red a, Wolves? That's a pretty awesome name. Isn't it redundant? Are Wolves, like, already, like, on? They're not, not red. They're those, are not fox or... <laughs> those are foxes. Those are foxes. Oh, right, right, right. But also, I think the Red Wolves has Terrible. a historical... Uh, 
Does it? Background no, to the name. Um, oh, goodness. No, it's red. You're right, Moose. There's a, a special uh, there's a special fleet of airplane of airplane pilots in like World War One or World War Two. Yeah. But it wasn't the red wolves, it was something else. Okay. Um, and they were they were like African American specific um fighter pilots. Yeah. Um they we'll get that. About we'll it, get I think. that. Yeah, I think Google it. But it's not the Red Wolves. Um, the Washington Defenders. Ooh, that's bad. I mean, apt because they have a gr- like one of the best defenses in the league, but a terrible offense. Terrible so offense. if they want to continue it's that theme, they could name. be the Washington Defenders. That sounds like, you know what that sounds like? A team name from a movie that you're watching and they can't use the NFL or NFL team names because they didn't get the rights. So they make up like some other league <laughs> and they're like, all right, it's the Washington Defenders against the uh, Pittsburgh Armada. Here we go. Like in Batman, that Batman movie. Terrible. Uh, and then the last one, which is a finalist, is the Washington football team. They might keep Washington football team. I think they should. I honestly, though, I, I think the Washington football team is not the worst. Out of all those, that's probably my favorite. That's uh, my favorite. I, the, I think Red Wolves. Red Wolves or the Red Hogs. Well, either one of those, I think, is. So basically, you're a fan of animals with red in front of them. <laughs> well, out of the options you gave me, uh, yeah. it's animals or armies. Yeah. So. And it was red tails <laughs> for the. Red tails. Red tails. Okay. For the um, all African-American Air Force pilot group, uh, that which is very cool. Um, I mean, right, I don't, I don't, I, you know, I might actually also like Armada because I think you could do a lot of fan base stuff with that. What do you mean? Well, here comes the Armada, things like that, you know? Yeah. It's, it's still a weird name. It sounds cool. Armada is my, Armada is my, if it was one. red Armada, Miss, <laughs> then you'd really like it, right? Well, I think, I think putting the color in front of it does make it sound a lot better. <laughs> yeah. What's your favorite color? Oh, it's not red if that's what you're what wondering. Is, what is your favorite color? I, I honestly, I don't think I have one. Most, everybody's not, got a favorite color. Anthony, what's your favorite color? Blue. Uh, cobalt blue. blue. Cobalt blue. Wow, I, also, I also like What are you, an interior blue. decorator? Settle down. Okay, cobalt blue. So what if they're called the cobalt blue armada? Would that be that would be way, way better for you? That's just... Obsessive. I think putting almost any color name in front of armada <laughs> makes it sound a lot better. It does. Blue armada. Sounds cool. All right. Well, I look forward to cheering on the Blue Wait, Armada so versus the Dallas Cowboys next year. What's what's the name you're we've picking? We've lost we've lost Anthony, by the way. He's what's gone. the name you're picking? Out of those? Um, Red Tails, not even on the list. No, you, I would go yeah. I would go I like Washington football team. You know what? You might have sold me on Armada. I kinda I'm liking Armada more. I like it better than Brigade. And I do kind of like Red Wolves. Because wolves are like an aggressive pack animal, pack mentality. Like in Hangover, where he's like, I was at, I was a lone wolf. Now I am a wolf. My wolf pack has grown by three. You know, the whole thing. I what, I, cool. what I just find silly about this whole thing is, uh, what, what's the Cleveland baseball team called now? Uh, the former. Okay. Well, we even say their former name because I guess it's inappropriate. I don't know what their new name is. But anyways, it, doesn't matter, it doesn't matter whatever their new name is. They literally changed the name in a heartbeat. They're like we're changing your name, yeah, and they change it to <laughs> to to red red baseballers. I don't wow. know. That's oh, oh okay. I thought that's. <laughs> I'm just throwing the name out. Blue blue baseballers. No, I don't know. Um, all right, that's enough of that. We really got to get into the main topic here today. Moose is looking up what the Cleveland baseball team's name is now. Yeah. Uh, Cleveland, the Cleveland. I don't want to say the wrong name. So you, I'll wait. Uh. Moose. 
Oh, the Guardians. The Guardians. That's pretty cool. That's pretty cool. I like in like, in like a heartbeat. They're like, yeah, we're the Guardians now. Yeah. <laughs> they did not make a big deal of it. You're right. No. All right, guys, let's get into some like we're really we want to prepare our listeners for the draft. OK, so if you've stuck through the 40 minutes of banter that we just went on, which was I had a lot of fun. Hope our listeners did. You're here to, to listen to lessons learned from the 2020 season, as well as some key draft tips from our champions. Anthony and Moose, as well as myself, who's only a dynasty champion that will forever be unrecognized until I win one in the new league. And then that one gets shut down. I'll be honest. The, the draft tips should come from Anthony. Cause I win my championships after the draft. You are a waiver wire king, but you, you've made some, some good last year. You had some good drafts, Moose, some good Stefan Dix, for example, mm-hmm. uh, who we'll talk about later. Uh, Cam Akers, you know, we'll talk about that later. No, we won't. But we'll talk about Stefan Diggs later. All right. Lessons learned from 2020. This is right up Moose's alley. Um, my big struggle last year, you know, I was really big on Hayden Hurst as a top 12 tight end finisher um, or top 10. No, it was top 10 was the beer bet. And I ended up correct. He narrowly finished the top 10. He was number nine on the year. But guess what? It didn't really help my fantasy team that much even though he was ninth, the ninth best tight end. It didn't really help me that much. There were weeks where he was terrible. There were weeks where he was just okay. It wasn't like he was winning me games or my league as the ninth best tight end in fantasy football. So my lesson learned from last year was that if you want the advantage of tight end, you better go and get one of the top, ideally, I mean, there's three tiers for me. There's the Travis Kelsey tier. Then there's tier two, Kittle Waller for right now and then there's Hawkinson Andrews maybe Kyle Pitts in there there's six after those six it's a complete crapshoot so uh, try and get one of those top six tight ends in your draft if you're in a draft position to get them that's one of the lessons learned from 2020 otherwise you're going to be pulling your hair out streaming tight ends in the waiver wire or just praying you're putting Noah Fant in the lineup or Mike Gesicki being like please let this be the week you get a touchdown yeah I mean I would have to agree with that because uh, like when Moose said that like he wins it uh, using the waiver wire that has helped him win his three championships. The year that I won, I had Mark Andrews. So I hit on a tight end that finished in the top five, which is a guy that you can rely on week to week, uh, not having those um, games where they're like a game every two, three games of not performing at all, like you said, uh, Hayden Hurst would do sometimes. And I mean, you dominate that position compared to the rest of the people in your league. When you have that guy, most of the people you face will have a a lesser tight end and that gives you a boost right away. And then I'll just, I'll just kind of piggyback off of your uh, draft tip. To me, I'm still drafting quarterbacks later but i try to hit on one so i drafted lamar jackson late he ended up finishing in the top two 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 yeah two seasons ago so he was a top five i think he was he was number one so he was the best player in fantasy football by far so this is a strategy that moose preaches all the time too. get that top tier qb but I look at it, I, I want to get that top tier QB, but I want to look for the value at the back half of, uh, or the middle rounds of the draft. It, it, yeah, this year, so Anthony, I agree with you, but this year it's the middle rounds. So if you're judging based on ADP and mock drafts, people are getting wise to the late round QBs, so they're getting their guys in rounds five to eight-ish. 
And that's definitely a lesson learned from last year. So you talk about Lamar. So Lamar two years ago yeah. was you could have got him super late in the draft and he was the best player in fantasy football. Last year, unfortunately, people were like, oh, he's so good. They drafted him around one or two, and he finished 11th overall or 10th overall. So he was a bit of a bust for where he was drafted. And then last year, there were players like Josh Allen, the best quarterback in fantasy football, as Anthony predicted, who was drafted in round six. Um, there was guys like Justin Herbert, who was super late, Ryan Tannehill, who was super late, Kyler Murray, Russ Wilson, who were around five, six. Um, so there's and, and, guys and, available yeah. that and could be. And I think be, it's important oh. to look. Right. And I think it's important to look for that value later on because the guys that show up uh, like, like Josh Allen and Lamar Jackson, they they get reached for the year after their big year. So chances yes. are you, you're not going to get that guy. So Mahomes, Josh Allen, Lamar Jackson, maybe Lamar Jackson. Now you can get him in the fourth, maybe fifth, depending he, how it goes. He could be a good value. Um, he's a good value. Uh, you know, Kyler Murray, Patrick Mahomes, uh, Dak, you might even get good value for, but maybe people will be high on him again. I know with the injury, he might drop a little bit. So look for value on guys that you know will, that are strong offensive teams. And even guys like Tannehill and Stafford that have, that are going super late, but these guys we've seen finish in the top 12. And I mean, these the, uh, Tannehill runs, Matt Stafford loves to pass and he's a very good passer. Like he, he's had on, multiple on seasons of amazing offense with the Rams, right? Yeah. And I mean, he was on a terrible team for a long time. So now he has the weapons so he can be even better. And which is why I predict him to be in the top 12. So you do need that top tier quarterback, but I say look for the value later in the draft. Don't waste your early picks uh, reaching for these top tier uh, QBs compared to tight ends where I think it might be okay to reach for guys like Kelsey and Darren Waller. Moose, thoughts on that? Well, there was a lot. There was a lot said. Yeah, there. there was a lot. There was a lot said. So there. tight ends, QBs. But I mean, this is, this, is Moose, this is from Moose's Bible. This is from, his from the Moose fantasy handbook. Bible. Yeah. I mean, there you're not wrong. There you can find value later in the draft with quarterbacks. But I mean, I, I I would still take I would still take one of the best early on. Get one of the best early. I, I to me, it's not burning a draft pick because they're going to score the same amount of points as another player you'd get in that round. And and you're locking I, you're locking I, in top talent. I guess the only difference is that from a positional basis. So Travis Kelsey on a points per game basis will be light years ahead of the fifth best tight end. Whereas the first to fifth best QB might be separated by like two points per game. So there's less of a discrepancy at the quarterback position. And you could draft a QB middle rounds who could end up being the first overall quarterback in leagues like Josh Allen was last year, like Lamar Jackson was the year before. Yeah. For, for me, it's, it's more of a, it's the, there's no chance of these early round guys. I mean, the chance there's always a chance, but the chance is way slimmer that your QB is going to bust. That's some of the, yeah, some right. of the later round guys. They could bust. And so great. Good for you. You got tons of value in your draft way to go. But you're not winning your championship now. But but you won your championship with Jared Goff, right? No. Oh no, Jalen no. Hurts. Oh, it's Jalen Hurts. Jalen well, Hurts. Yeah, hold on, hold on. What? Well, the combination of the two. <laughs> no, 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 no. Once I lost Dak, there was uh, I had Teddy Bridgewater, I had Derek Carr, 
uh, had, ger- I had jerk off. And then I only played Jalen Hurts because I think he was playing the Jets. Right. So my, my point is, if, you're if I, I'm an, <sighs> yeah. I okay. think if you're if you're reaching or picking an early tight end, I don't think it's wise to pick early QB as well. You either go one or the other, because I think getting into my draft tip, what helped me win my championship is I think running backs like you both agree, running backs are super valuable. You need to get the top tier ones uh, at the start of your draft because it, it it thins out pretty quickly. And it's hard to find value later on in the draft because there's a lot of teams now that have multiple running backs that you don't know where you're going to get consistency from. So I won my championship because I loaded that championship team with uh, running backs. I had guys like Carson, who's injury prone. I had Carryon Johnson when he first came into the league. Um, I had a couple other guys, too, that I... I was sure we're going to get injured because they were more injury prone guys. So I loaded up my team. I had four starters essentially. And then I, I hit on Lamar Jackson. I hit on Mark Andrews. So I controlled the tight end position. I controlled the QB position and I had running backs to cover my butt. So I didn't have to stream them off the waiver wire every week. So I think you need to have great running back depth. So if you go early QB, early tight end, I think it, it reduces the chances for you to build your running back core. That's that's a great point. Or just, yeah, or just your starting roster in general. That's a great point, right. Anthony. So I like that. I think that's a, you're developing a pretty good little draft tip there, which is, you know, to me, it's more likely you get a, a late, a mid round or late QB that hits. Yeah. But either way, I like it. If you, if you go a QB or tight end kind of early, um, then wait on the other one. I, I kind of yeah. like that to, to build up depth at the other positions. Yeah. I, that's a pretty good tip there. Moose, anything on that? Or can I can I touch on the running backs now? Because Anthony talked yeah, about running back depth. I just think it's a matter of, sure, the running back depth thins out, but I think it's more important to not just arbitrarily pick backup running backs. Like you, you pick pick running backs who you know are going to are going to play they're going to get right. time but but i did have four I, I had four starters so i mean yeah. one but, the third one was going in my flex so if the if my deep um choices for wide receivers didn't hit at least i had three starting running backs that i could i can slot one into my flex but i but that's my point you could probably still do that and get a tight end and a quarterback early well obviously tougher than if you didn't, but, but yeah, I agree. You can, it can be achieved. All right. Running backs. I'm so glad to touch on running backs. Cause here's, here's a, a lesson that every fantasy football, and if you're new to fantasy football that you need to learn, and that is that there is a 100% injury rate in the NFL. Every NFL player gets injured at some point in their career. And this is even more so the case for running backs, running backs, take a beating, they get injured. So you might be feeling, you might get your, you know, your top running back in round one and be feeling so great. Like, all right, this is the guy's going to take me to the championship. But what if he gets hurt? And guess what? There's a high chance he's going to get hurt. So here's some alarming data for you. Okay. So here's some, some running backs that were taken last year, early on rounds one or two ish, uh, who got hurt. We got, so to the, to the point I just made, yeah. Take note of these names and find out who their backups are. Yes. Cause oh, you okay. can get them late. Yeah, and this is important. So you might, if you draft one of these guys, you might want to have their backups, right? So, um, all right, I got there. Where they were picked and the number of games they missed. All right, here's the 
here's the pedestrian ones. Ezekiel Elliott, Josh Jacobs. Okay. They were picked. Should we should we yell out the backups as you say it? Um, sure. So Zeke <laughs> and Josh Jacobs. Tony Pollard and uh Kenyon Drake. Okay. Last year they were drafted Zeke third, roughly overall. Josh Jacobs ninth overall. They missed a game, only one game each. Okay. But Zeke finished in the top 12. Because they so. only finished, they only missed one game each. Those are the lowest. Those are yeah. the low bar. Okay. All right. People that missed two plus games. Dalvin Cook. Alexander Madison. Drafted fifth overall. He missed two games. Still finished in the top two. Uh James Connor. He kind of is a backup, but you want to shout oh, out the other Chase, running Chase back. Edmonds or okay. potentially Eno Benjamin at this point. Yeah, he was drafted about 22nd, missed three my games. dynasty team. Um, sorry, I missed Aaron Jones. AJ Dillon. He was drafted about 17th overall, missed two games last year. Now we're getting now we're gonna start to get into it. Uh Clyde Edwards Alaire. Uh is it Darrell Williams? Darrell. Darrell Williams. It. He was drafted uh in the first round last year. Uh def, de- way different depending on your league. He missed three games last year towards the end of the season. Miles Sanders. Well, that's a timeshare. So I don't even. The, the, Austin, my Boston Scott is back. And based on tonight, maybe even Jordan Howard. Okay. Oh, God. So he was drafted about 12th last year and he missed four games and was injured for others. Nick Chubb. Well, Kareem Hunt is a great backup. Okay. He was picked uh, 16th overall. He missed four games last year. Now we're going to get in some. Now we're going to really get into it, guys. Austin Eckler. Oh wow! I don't even. Is it? Is it Justin? Justin Jackson? It was Justin Joshua Jackson Kelly. At this point? That last year, but this last year it's year. Justin yeah. Jackson is his backup. Well, tentatively, right? It's still being determined. Tentatively, you are right. Tentatively, it could be Larry Roundtree. We don't know. Eckler was drafted about 11th overall last year. Same way, same place as being drafted this year. He missed six games last year. Anthony's freaking out because he's one of his keepers. Um, all right, next on the list. Oh, Joe Mixon. Mixing it up with Joe. His backup is Samaj P. Ryan or potentially Chris Evans, depending okay. on how things Captain go. Captain America. Mixon was drafted about 13th overall last year, and he missed 10 games. A whopping 10 games. Um, oh, sorry, I missed. No, sorry. That's I'm looking at the wrong column. And then here's the real fun ones, of course. Drafted first and second overall in Almost all leagues in fantasy last year were Christian McCaffrey. Um, well, is it I, who, Shuba I, Hubbard is his backup this year? What about uh, Bo? It's not Bo Scarborough. It's uh, who's the who's the guy? Well, obviously not Mike Davis, but it was. No. Uh, uh, so it, it's Chuba Hubbard this year. I would be willing to bet. Anthony, would you agree? Yeah, Chuba Hubbard. Okay, so CMC was drafted first overall last year, and he missed thirteen games, a whopping thirteen games, and that hurt. CMC owners. So probably want to get Chuba Hubbard if you have CMC this year. And then Saquon Barkley, my guy who was drafted second overall in all leagues last year, and he missed 14 games last year. Saquon's backup is Devontae Booker, but it's looking like it might actually be Corey Clement. Corey Clement. Wow. Corey Clement. Clement? Clement? I don't know. I said Clement. I don't I have no idea. Anyways, these are all these are all players who were drafted to be RB1s, maybe RB2s, who missed some to significant time. So it happens. Prepare for your running backs to get injured. Right. And which is part of my championship. So it wasn't an injury, but Melvin Gordon held out that season. He was my keeper. I drafted Eckler. So 
like Moose said, be aware of the the backups, the replacements, the the handcuff, because it, it'll be harder to hit because we've seen Madison get in there. We've seen Tony Pollard get in there. Haven't really got their chance yet. They're they're very talented backs that will be productive if those guys miss time. Uh, but Madison, I think his value is lower than it has been in two seasons because Dalvin Cook's being healthy. Um same thing for Ezekiel Elliott. Even Ezekiel Elliott having bad games, Tony Pollard saw more time, but Ezekiel Elliott, they were still putting him in there. And I really do think that he has a, basically his buddy, Dak Prescott, back, not only for, for football purposes, but just his emotional state, his best friend there. I think the morale is higher for Someone's him. Someone's been watching Hard Knocks. <laughs> Yes, but this is why I said last year too. I said his buddy not is not there. He's just not motivated as much. So um, be aware of the backups. Uh, handcuff. Uh, if you're going to draft uh, an injury-prone running back earlier on, get the backup. Any, any, if, you, if you draft a stud, if you draft a round one running back, so that's probably like 10 people in, in redrafts, go get their backup get their backup and most of those guys you can get their backups in like round in round 10 of your draft right so right just back these guys up um just in case and it, you know um it's important and then I, I love anthony's point of running back depth it's important to get other guys so if you besides a handcuff for these guys besides drafting tony pollard to back up zeke if he gets hurt mm-hmm. draft running back depth like I, I think i might you know like i the wide receivers last year on the waiver wire were a plenty like t higgins was available on the waiver wire last year robbie anderson you could have gotten the waiver wire last year um you know those two names at the top of my head there's there's very good wide receivers and and you could stream some wide receivers sometimes based on their matchups on the teams they're in running backs much more difficult because half of them will get injured and then everybody else has every all the other running backs so make sure you have depth at that position yeah and i mean just to, just to give further statistics to that team that I had in uh, 2019. So I ended up finishing the season, like starting Eckler, Melvin Gordon, and Carson in my lineup. Eckler finished sixth. Uh, Chris Carson finished 11th. And Melvin Gordon, he was out. He, he played 12 games, but he finished 23rd. So I had three you guys just, in the just top. bragging at this point or what? Bragging. Three guys in the top 24. <laughs> number one QB and number two tight end on the year. So, I mean, that was a great draft. So in that case, you do win your season at the draft. So that year, Anthony won at the draft. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Sailed awesome. to the finals. Sailed. Guys, my next lesson before we move on, and it's an important one, and you guys keep reminding me of it. Thank you so much for that. Is You're welcome. Hang on, but be patient. Be patient with your rookies, second-year players, or sleepers. Okay? So, like, a lot happens through the course of a season. We just talked about all the injuries. Sometimes players don't explode in the first two, three, maybe even four weeks, maybe even half a season. So the players that come to mind for me, number one is Justin Jefferson, who I drafted very late last year, had him for two weeks. And then I felt, you know, I'm trying to tweak my roster. I'm trying to over tweak my roster. So I'm like, I got to go pick up this guy. So I'll drop Justin Jefferson. He barely played the first two weeks. Moose scoops him up. And then Justin Jefferson explodes and becomes one of the best wide receivers in football, in fantasy football. You're welcome, Moose, Dummy Dave. Hang on to these guys for longer. And, and okay, wait. I, I did I did the same thing. Remember I picked up uh, 
Chase Claypool. I picked up Chase Claypool. Then the week before Thanksgiving, where he scored four touchdowns, I yeah. uh, I dropped him. I know it happens. So hang on to these guys and let them go. Another lesson from last year would be Jonathan Taylor. So if people, a lot of people picked Jonathan Taylor. He was drafted very high last year because of all the hype. And he wasn't great the first half of the season, and people dropped him. The back half of the season, he was one of, if not, besides Derrick Henry, he was the best yeah. running back in fantasy football in the back half of the season. These guys take time to develop. So hang on to your rookies and your second-year guys that you're high on as long as you can. Yeah. Okay, Keep them on your bench. Stash them. Stash them. And let them develop. That's a, that's a big lesson for me um, that, unfortunately, you know, I have to continue to learn. Um, but I, I will be more patient this year with these guys. I am, uh, I'm just, you know, you, you gotta, you know, I was, I was worried our league's so good. We have a really good league, our home league. And I was worried about making the playoffs. So I'm like, I, I gotta get, I gotta get this guy. I gotta get that guy. You get all excited about these guys in the waiver wire, but you gotta hang on to your guys that you believed in. There was a reason you believed in them, believe in them for longer than so you, two weeks. You, you, may, you maybe didn't put your best gut forward. I didn't. I did not. I did not even listen to my gut at all. I did at the draft, but not. It was, uh, it was my. I didn't listen to my gut last season either. It was my first year in this league that's been going on for what, like Don't seven, eight it. years now. That I did. It. I didn't make the playoffs. It was the first time. It was painful. It was. It was hard to swallow. Hurts. Hard pill to swallow. All right. Other lessons or draft tips for today before we move on. Lessons um, learned. Draft tips. We said. Tight ends are important. We talked about oh. waiting on QBs. Yeah, yeah. well, I'm going to say one that, uh, well, you're not going to like, but whatever. I don't care because it's important. Um, whatever league you're in, uh, every position has to be considered. That includes your defense and your kicker. So don't go into your draft or listen to somebody who says, just draft your kicker, your defense last. Who cares? It matters. They get you points. So although it's difficult to pick a kicker that is going to get you lots of points, not easy. Look for kickers on high powered offenses or, you know, kickers who have a history of scoring lots of points and maybe try to get them a little bit earlier than everyone else. Cause when it comes down to it, you'll be getting a couple more points than your opponent. Well, and same with defenses. You've caught me with my pants down Moose, because I did promise my listeners some kicker stats and they are coming. Um, I will agree with you. As of right now, defenses, I feel like you need to decide, are you going to um, pick a premier defense and keep them the whole year, provided they do end up being premier, or are you going to stream defenses? Um, and that needs that might need to be a decision you make at the draft. And there's maybe only five to six defenses I would trust uh, going pre-draft to be the whole year. You know, your Baltimore Ravens, your Pittsburgh Steelers, your Buffalo Bills, maybe the New England Patriots. This year, Washington, you could probably keep those the whole year and you'll be happy. And I'm sure there's stats that prove me wrong, but I, at least in a 12 team league, I have never seen like streaming defenses be effective. Never? Not really. I mean, uh, most, I most mean, of the, who, last of the, year, whoever was playing the Jets, you could basically, whoever's playing the Jets, you could pick them up as a defense and you'd yeah, be successful. If somebody else year. didn't already have that team, that's true. That's true. It, it is something you're relying so the, on, right? <laughs> but then there's the whoever's playing Jacksonville, whoever's playing Houston, you know. I know, but it, like, you know, some people keep two defenses for, for that reason. Like last year, at some points, I think I even had three defenses because I was stacking up all the teams that were playing the Jets. Um, 
so, you know, if somebody else is also trying to stream, there's less defenses. So in my opinion, I'm sure streaming defenses work in a league where everybody's streaming defenses, or there's quite a big turnover of defenses, but I think the better strategy is, is getting a, a premier defense. Well, people, people tend to drop defenses, even premier ones. So like when they go on by, they're like, uh, I don't want to drop anyone else on my roster. They drop their defense yeah. and you can scoop up good defenses or defenses who are playing. The that's Jets. the patience thing. Again, people get yeah. fed up. They have one bad week and they drop them. And if, if that happens, you, you may not get lucky. And then, you know, that's you, true. Like, so I, that's what I'm saying. A strategy that I would take is just like, you want to have the most points every week. So have a, ha, always have a premier defense at the ready. Fair enough. Or a defense playing a terrible team which yeah, but pick, is essentially a premier defense. But then pick up a second defense. Like if, if you honestly think that that defense is going to light it up that week, then I'm sure there's a garbage player that just been sitting on your bench. You could drop. But yeah. To light Don't it up drop Justin Jefferson. Yeah. Right. To pick up that defense. Yeah. <laughs> okay. All right. Last lesson. I think we, we overlooked it, but for draft uh, tips, um, you know, it's, we won't call it the moose rule, but moose has a rule about not drafting any Miami dolphins. Um, yeah. And I think you need to be wary about draft. Like there's a lot of hype about players because of their talent, but you have to consider the team they're playing on or the offense they're playing on. So be wary of drafting players on bad offenses or bad passing offenses. If they're in the passing game and just take note of that because not all these guys are going to hit. So when I looked back at last year, I'm thinking about the hype of Marquise Brown. There was tons of hype as him as a, a mid-round marquee. He was one of our marquee deal mid-rounds, but Baltimore doesn't pass, so he kind of busted. Jerry Judy, the Broncos weren't very good. He's good. The Broncos weren't. DJ Chark, Sterling Shepard, Devontae Parker, Cam Newton, DeAndre Swift, Travis Fulgham, Darnell Mooney, the New York Jets. Cam Newton? There was hype on Cam <laughs> Newton, and he and at the beginning, he had a couple good games at the beginning of the year. There was hype on him, you know? So, But it, it's not a good so, offense. I think... I'm going to disagree a little bit here because one Please. thing that I used to I used to look at before was I, I found like what was very valuable heading into the playoffs, especially like towards the back half of your season. It, the teams, the terrible teams, they're throwing the ball like crazy, trying to ruin playoff hopes for teams trying to make the playoffs. So the, the terrible teams have to air out the ball down the field last year there wasn't too many players in the top 24 from terrible teams but i think last year was different because of covid and everything so when i look at 2019 you got like detroit uh was is always terrible so kenny galladay finished sixth miami hold on, was hold on because you guys are painting with broad strokes with the word terrible here Okay, so like, sorry. Like Matt Stafford's not a terrible quarterback. No, no, yeah. no. But that's but the point is it's if if the person throwing the ball is not throwing the ball very well, right? It doesn't matter how good you are downfield. Right. He, so he, so that's what I'm saying. That's why I'm saying I disagree with Dave because I, I think bad team I know excluding your Miami, that's your thing. But I'm saying like 2019, Devontae Parker in the top 12. He was seventh. Um uh Allen Robinson, like the Bears aren't a great passing offense, but Allen Robinson's elite. He always makes, finds it in, even with terrible quarterbacks. Tampa Bay wasn't good that year. Mike Evans, top 12. Jarvis Landry. Hold Cleveland on. Was Tampa Bay, hold on, hold on, hold on. Two years ago? Ta Tampa Bay with Jameis Winston that year was great. Yeah, but they're not fantasy. a good team. You were saying not great okay, teams. So I, I, okay, so let me so, specify so, that as poor fantasy production 
teams, you know, like or poor passing production teams. It's just something something to be to be aware of. Yeah, and it like, also James threw thirty touchdowns that year. Thirty. Also, touchdowns. like you're naming a lot of players who are established on teams. I think th- I think this is more for players who are it's hype yeah it's it's hype not players, established players. so why don't you give examples of actual players because the whole generalizing teams or bad pass offenses I because did. i did the, i know but, but but it's not it's not good enough because from 2020 to 2019 it disregards your opinion from the 2020 stats okay so from last year marquise brown there was tons of hype as him as a sleeper didn't pan out dj chark last year didn't pan out because he didn't have the quarterback to support it. But he panned out the year before. For half a season. Yeah, and that was with Gardner Minshew healthy. Yeah, but last I'm just year saying was, it's... Last year was Mike Lennon, and it was uh, Jake Luton. Yeah, so it's it's more the quarterback play, and if... You could you could probably yeah you could probably attribute it specifically to the quarterback play. That's 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 a good that's a good observation to make. Devontae Parker last year. I mean, Terry McLaurin to some extent. Yeah. Well, he still ended up finishing like 21st overall half PPR, but yeah, he could have been like the best in fantasy yeah. football. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And Devontae Parker was affected because Tua. Miami Dolphins. Well, he finished seventh the year before with Ryan Fitzpatrick. Yeah. Right. So they put Tua in and then Devontae Parker was irrelevant at that Agreed. point. Agreed. Agreed. So it's more quarterback play rather than terrible team or. Yeah. Well, that and and that is a good. That's something we've talked about on the podcast before. Aim for receivers with good quarterbacks. Especially I would say if you're top it, guys. it takes two people to complete a pass. It takes two. So right. that's great, Anthony. Thanks. I'm I'm sorry you got all riled up for that to happen for us to draw that conclusion. Was but I, I riled up? A little bit, but you know, in in a respectful way, and okay. I, uh, we encourage getting riled up. You are on this podcast. Respectfully it riled is, up. It is called Ballers, Beers, and Banter. So right. we can't get banter without yeah. getting a little riled up. Are we ready for the next segment? And yes, I can am. I propose, since oh, last yeah. episode, you guys each gave it a shot. Can I propose the first ever trifecta of announcing this segment? Can we all try at the, it same, at the same time? time? Oh, uh, yeah. No. no, I'm going to go ahead. So for the sake of our listeners, no. It's gonna because be we tried to pre-record this song together. Yeah. And it did not go well. Yeah, yeah. Okay, fine. Well, it is time for... <laughs> they said it on Reddit. Oh, so good at it. Flawless. So good at it. It's, like, it's flawless because it has flaws, and I just repeat the flaws. But I appreciate and, it. And he didn't even put his hands on his ears. Oh, That's how good it was. <laughs> YouTube. You got to see YouTube for that. Anthony. All right. So this one's coming from user Ghostflop. Uh, it's a very long post, so I'll just read the, the key points. So his header is, who is this year's Stefan Diggs? I have to start by calling out Fantasy Pros here, as this was the exact title for one of their recent podcasts that I got around to listening to just now. Uh, to just now. And needless to say, I was very disappointed when their unanimous answer was C.D. Lamb. Um, and then he goes on to say, like, come on, guys, you know better than this. Uh, everybody's high on C.D. Lamb. He was like, everybody and their mothers will pick C.D. Lamb and A.J. Brown, guys like this. So Stefan Diggs, we, we, when we were discussing off podcast, uh, Stefan Diggs last year was going in the sixth round. So we're, for us uh, to, to pick our own players, we're looking from sixth round on 
And I guess if you look at, you're looking for Stefan Diggs, you're not really looking for a rookie. You're looking for a guy that's been maybe in the league like two, three years and is looking, maybe is in a different situation now, change the QB yeah. and is just looking to, well, to take it, a step up. Yeah. So Stefan Diggs was in a very particular situation last year, having been kind of a perennial around wide receiver 20. Uh, for most of his career, if I recall. Um, and then he did switch teams to a brand new offense and people were, were putting him down even further. And he, he was drafted around round six. Some first, people, even some people. I know. Uh, well, this is first. I want to point out that Moose uh, was very high on Stefan Diggs from the very beginning and correctly predicted Buffalo would uh, got Stefan Diggs because they were planning on, on throwing more. And he drafted in one in our keeper league, which is a little bit different than the way you draft. But he drafted him in the third round, essentially, and was correct uh, because Stefan Diggs finished the year as number three wide receiver on the year. Three or two? When Devontae Adams, Tyree Kill, Stefan Diggs? Yeah, I'm pretty sure. So third overall. Um, so credit to Moose. So to replicate that exact Stefan Diggs from this year could be difficult, those exact circumstances. But essentially, we're looking for someone, I would assume this user, what was it? Flop? Floppy flop? Ghost flop. Ghost, Ghost flop. flop. Ghost flop is looking for a receiver being drafted around that same place that Stefan Diggs oh, was, round well, six. Or maybe a maybe or later. Or later. Or later. Or later. Yeah. Or later. Um, who has the potential to finish in the top three? Um, and I know you guys have a couple names, but my name is going to be, I'm going to stick with my Marquis de la mid round, uh, from this season. Um, and that is maybe explain Marquis de la mid round for so uh, mid round when he listens, for Ghost Flop, please go back and listen to our previous episodes of Marquis de la mid round. Moose, you want to give our, us a Marquis? Marquis. Oh, you there cut you. off. It was a mid round. Um, these are players to target in the mid rounds that uh, have tremendous value and upside. Um, and there's a whole backstory to why we call it Marquee. But T. Higgins was one of mine. Um, and uh, he's being drafted exactly in that spot. He had 108 targets last year, 900 yards, six touchdowns. Uh, Joe Burrow missed half the year. When Joe Burrow was there, they were throwing like 50 times a game. Um, so if Joe Burrow's healthy, and I think he will be healthy, um, you know, and they lost AJ Green, they do have Jamar Chase, but I, I think T Higgins is going to be the number one guy in that team. And, and I know Moose will have uh, opinions on the competition he's facing, but I think he's, he's a, someone who's being drafted as a wide receiver three with a wide receiver one upside. So I, I would go T Higgins and super, super talented receiver. Yeah. And, and an up and coming quarterback too. You got to remember yes. that. As we just spoke about, it takes two. Josh Allen's first season, he wasn't too great. <laughs> but last season, you know, a huge improvement. Like, yes. I don't I don't think Stefan Diggs would have had the season he had, obviously, without the improvements that Josh Allen yeah. made. So, yeah. right. you know, we saw Joe Burrow last season. He looked good for a, for a rookie. Um, and I, I can only imagine he's going to improve uh, more this season. And play a full season. I mean, yeah, oh, yeah. improve hopefully. and be there the whole season, hopefully. Yeah. Uh, right, who do you guys have? I'll let you go, Moose. Well, because well, I, I pretty much agree with you uh, okay. so to an extent. But uh, I don't know. Speaking of putting your best gut forward, I, I am just – my gut is, is screaming about Brian Edwards. And the only thing that, that makes me nervous about Brian Edwards is Derek Carr. Because same thing, you need you need quarterback improvement, and I think that's that's what holds him back. So that, that that's for me. I I'm just really excited about Brian Edwards, but I agree more with what Anthony's going to say, and I'll and I'll add on to because I think 
it's more so the team situation for yeah. both of these players. So my guy, who was also my marquee, uh, the mid-round, uh, Debo Samuel. Um, he only played seven games last season. To me, like he's a six-foot, 215-pound guy, but I feel like he plays, I'm not sure the size of A.J. Brown. I know D.K. Metcalf is a beast of a human, but I, I feel like he plays with the aggressiveness and physicality of those two guys. Yes. And, I mean, we saw that in his first season, too. His uh, first season, he had 802 yards, three touchdowns. Uh, the team also has QB issues with uh, the QB staying healthy, especially last year. So, I mean, with Jimmy Garoppolo there, a quarterback that has taken San Francisco to the, the Super Bowl, um, and then Trey Lance right there, if Jimmy Garoppolo is not successful or gets injured, I think Trey Lance is a fantastic uh, quarterback. We've talked about him earlier on in the in the episode. So, I think Debo Samuel... Uh, I know Brandon Ayuk is there, but I think Debo Samuel is the the guy that will get the tutties from the receiving core. Um, so I I think he he is my guy. He is my Stefan Diggs. For and this. I like so, it. I think so. I like it. Most most of what you just said, I feel like you can also apply to Brandon Ayuk. Right. Like I think I think both That's of them. True. Both of them are going to have, and I feel like Brandon Ayuk might be like a CD Lamb type cop out, but. Um, I I, I, I I think like the 49ers a, offense yeah. can be is going to be potent. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. potent, eh? Right. And I I do have this is like paining me to say because um I I'm really not high on this player because uh he he let me down last season, but we were talking about uh draft tips and maybe it's not a draft tip, maybe it's just a general tip that you know, sometimes you have to have short-term memory. Um and you know have faith in the player again so the guy that i want to bring up is dj shark ah i'm not i'm not happy about it but if you look at so if you compare it to stefan diggs so stefan diggs went to a new team uh with josh allen a quarterback (laughs) and uh a quarterback that was about to step up and be, you know, one of the the top tier QBs in the league. Uh, it happened. Stefan Diggs successful. Now, Trevor Lawrence, who's supposed to be the next Brady, the next Peyton Manning type, um, or Andrew Luck even. DJ Chark put on weight. And he has a new quarterback. He doesn't have Minshew. He's not having, who are the other guys? Like Mike Glennon or whoever, it, whoever else it is. So... I think DJ Chark, Mike the Brontosaurus Glennon. Yeah, I know it, it's a crowded, uh, it's a crowded offense. You know, you have Marvin Jones Jr. I know you're you're high on him. Is uh, he? Um, sorry, it just it was bothering me. Are you sure he's not a Brachiosaurus? Yeah, I'm I, sure. I'm sure. <laughs> Silly. Um, yeah. So. I mean, DJ Chark is another one. He is going super late because a lot of people that probably drafted him last year, like I took him over Terry McLaurin, which was a big mistake. Uh, I was looking at those two guys, but I think this year, knowing that their QB is going to be successful. um, Yeah. DJ Chark is another deep one that people are forgetting about. So tons of options for ghost flop. Also ghost flop. uh, Feel free to reach out to us on Twitter. If you want to discuss it further, send us an email or, hey, join us on the Halftime app next week and uh, we can absolutely answer these types of questions. 
Love it. All right, guys. Um, I've been drinking maybe too much, but I had two Goose Island IPAs. I, I'm in the I'm now in the East Coast boat of you can't get fancy beers out here and microbrewed beers as easily. So I feel your pain, guys. But I had a couple of Goose Island IPAs. They were pretty good. Not to be confused with Moose Island, which is where you are when you're a three-time champion. Moose Island. That's right. It's a lonely island. It could be very lonely. Um, I was I was drinking a, a Sleeman original. Oh, an OG out of uh, out of this Patriots mug that Dave got me. Ah, Anthony, you left your Bears mug at uh, Moose's place. So yeah, I know. Up. I'm gonna I'm gonna go get it tomorrow. Just another actually, excuse Moose. to go to Are Moose's, gonna... but be prepared to be up very late. Uh, if you visit them, That's it'll be a quick learned. visit. Okay. Um, I'm drinking a Peroni. Um, an Italian uh, beer, bene. five point one percent. A little change up from the Moretti's. So yeah, not too much of a change up. Still bene, still bene. All right. Well, it's been a heck of an episode. I hope this helped prepare you for draft. I know it did. Um, and stay tuned with us. Uh, we'll be back for uh, rankings and more draft prep next week, as well as halftime sports on Wednesday, nine thirty p.m. Eastern, six thirty p.m. Pacific. As always, thanks for listening. We'll see you next time. Ciao.